It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Washington Commanders make a big trade and then perhaps a big surprise pick in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Who was it, why, and all of the reaction right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day we are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, and we thank you for making us your first listen every single day. I'm David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and my co-host sitting right next to me for the first time, Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app when we're not there or here. We're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. Today we're coming to you thanks to Shady Rays, an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened? Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code Locked On for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star review. Chris? Doing the Locked On Commanders podcast for the first time in person, side-by-side here at uh, the Washington Commanders headquarters, the the compound here. The Commanders traded the number 11 pick. We're all ready to go. I stepped outside to do the live Locked On NFL mock draft special episode, and I had to come right back in because the Commanders didn't pick anybody. Yeah, you're like, what happened? (laughs) You know, and I was like, they made a trade, which is what we all pretty much wanted them to do. So the Commanders traded – uh, the number 11 overall pick for the number 16 uh, overall pick to the New Orleans Saints. So they swapped the first rounders, moved down a couple of spots, and then they pick up number 98 overall, a third round pick, and number 120 overall, a fourth round pick. Now, why that's significant, of course, is, again, it was a difficult draft to trade down in, in a lot of people's idea and, and philosophy and thoughts. I don't know, a bunch of trades. Uh, so it was probably more than I think people were expecting, but this was the first one. 
one, and they picked up a third-round pick, that number 98 overall pick, David, which they did not have. They came into this draft with only six picks, no third and no fifth. They still don't have a fifth, but they were able to get not only a third, which they did not have uh, because of the Carson Wentz trade, but then they get a second fourth. So that essentially more than makes up for not having the fifth. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really the crux of this trade. When you look at what the Washington Commanders had sitting in front of them at number 11, so we know the New Orleans Saints trade up to number 11. They end up taking a wide receiver as well in Chris Olave. And in, in the media workroom, Chris, I mean, you, you and I weren't alone. There were several people in the media workroom who immediately said that was too much for, for a guy like Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Spending that kind of, not just the number 11 overall pick, but again, the picks that the New Orleans Saints gave to Washington for the right to move up. Now, uh, the very next pick, number 12, also gets traded, and that team ends up taking Jameson Williams. So maybe they had some inside, some inside intelligence, some information, and the Saints knew that their guy was about to get taken, and that's kind of what leads uh, to some of these moves. But talking to Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew at the end of the day of, of day one at the draft, Chris, they both reiterated this is a very talent-rich middle part of the group, which is why they were so excited to make the move. And Martin mentioned that they had several offers actually available. Uh, he mentioned at one point in time they had three calls. They had three other GMs on the phone at the same time. He's talking to one guy and having other people hold the phone, and you talk to them, and mm-hmm. I'll talk to them. And it was just kind of craziness there in, in the commander's war room. But at the end of the day, and this has been pointed out by several people, Chris, according to the quote-unquote trade value chart, the one made most famous by Jimmy Johnson, the Washington commanders got ripped off by about 90 points, right? Now, do you feel like the Washington commanders got ripped off functionally speaking, not just technically speaking. Yeah, I mean, so whatever the trade chart said, and Ron and Martin you know, told us both we were there, you know, that, you know, again, you use that, but there's all sorts of different ones, and, you know, um, they felt very comfortable. Of course they're going to say, we didn't get ripped off, right? I mean, you don't expect them to say, you know, look, guys, we made the trade, and we got, we got hosed. That's not going to happen, okay? But here's here was my defense. You tell me if I'm wrong. I think recognizing that Chris Olave, even though the Saints traded up and took Chris Olave at number 11, that's their choice. I think for this team, and I believe overall most NFL teams, David, would not value Chris Olave at the number 11 pick. As a matter of fact, when I when they made the trade before New Orleans took Olave at number 11, I thought, hmm, 16 would be a better spot, of course, to get Olave, right? Because I thought they still really liked him, and I'm sure they did. Maybe they didn't know who New Orleans was jumping up for, although they should have known that New Orleans was going to go get a receiver, right? Uh, Michael Thomas missed all of last year. They don't have a lot of help there, but maybe they thought they were he, they were moving up for Jamison Williams. I don't know. So they got Maybe they got a little bit burned there, but I believe they get credit. Whatever credit they're missing from the trade chart value, they should get credit for making a smarter evaluation, and that is Chris Olave is a nice player. We've talked about Chris Olave, but I don't don't believe, I don't think you believe, and I think most people in the scouting community and in the mock draft community and the football community don't believe that – uh, you know, that that Chris Olave was worth the number 11 overall pick. So if there is a way to balance out the trade, okay, maybe we didn't get as much as we could have. Maybe we could have squeezed another little drop of blood out of a rock or whatever. But more importantly, they, I believe they made a common sense and a smart tactical decision, and that's got to count for something. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about evaluations in a vacuum, and you're talking about evaluations in the real world. And those two, there's a reason we talk about these things in separate uh, entities. And the, the, the bottom line is in the real world, in this draft class, especially getting a trade back here, you're not trading up for it. Kind of look at the, oh, well, kind of aw shucks uh, reaction of Chris Olave being the number 11 overall pick. And I know that Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson says that the Saints absolutely won round one. That's I have the beholder uh, type of evaluation. But Chris Olave was a, a mid to early 20s projection before the NFL scouting combine. I understand he went to the scouting combine, did a lot of great things. That can't move you up 10, 11 spots, right? That, that, that shouldn't move you up. 10 or 11 spots. So it, it turns out the New, New Orleans Saints essentially apparently had him valued higher than, than the rest right. of or most of everybody else anyway, and were willing to move up. But when you talk about getting like value or the point scales and all those things, you have to remember there's no franchise quarterbacks in this class. That's mm-hmm. evidenced by the, the low amount of quarterbacks taken in the first round. Only there are, there are, 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 there are a handful of really good dynamic wide receivers, but I don't think anybody believes there's a Calvin Johnson in the group. So to get the draft capital you did to move up for a non-Calvin Johnson type top 12 wide receiver, I think it's a very good pick, even if the numbers, again, in a vacuum, you didn't get point value back. But in the context of what we're dealing with here, I think the, the Washington Commanders got great value for that number 11 pick. All right. So moving on from the trade, the pick, they land number 16 overall on Jahan Dotson, Penn State receiver, 5'11", uh, maybe a a buck seventy five soaking wet, you know, with all his clothes on and his full uniform on, but four three seven speed. Um, you know, some of the metrics, some of the numbers are very impressive. Dropped only two of his ninety three catchable targets last season, according to PFF. Played most of his slots in Happy Valley or most of his uh, snaps in Happy Valley outside, but at five eleven one seventy eight. He figures to be able to play not only outside a little, but he'll play a lot inside probably here in Washington. So when I ask you for an initial reaction to Jahan Dotson, if Olave wasn't valued right, at least in our opinion, and many at 11, is Jahan Dotson valued right at 16? So in a vacuum, no. And, and again, this is where the context comes into play, right? In a vacuum, no. At 16, I don't think that's that's – that's a good range for Jahan Dotson. I feel like 21 to 24 is probably a better range, maybe even later mm-hmm. uh, in the first round. We had him mocked uh, in the ultimate mock draft. We, uh, my co-host there at Locks on Bucks, James Darko and I, we mocked him at 27 right. to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's kind of more of uh, the speed we were looking at. But, again, when you take in the context of the situation, you're not just getting Jahan Dotson at 16. You're getting Jahan Dotson and a third and a fourth round draft pick, which could turn into more draft capital if they trade back in or – they could package, Ron Rivera mentioned when asked about it, they could package the two fourth-rounders they now have, move back into the back end of the third round or middle part of the third round. Who asked him about and, that? Uh, you did. Uh, oh, okay. You did, Chris sorry, Russell. Sorry, yes, sorry. absolutely. So you can move up. Was it a good question? Or it no? was absolutely okay. a good question, and I like that Ron actually offered up kind of a scenario yeah. because they didn't deny that they're working on all these sure. angles, but they offered up an actual scenario packaging two fourths, moving back up into the back end of day two and getting another talented player. So, again, you're not trading number 11 for Jahan Dotson at 16. You're trading number 11 for Jahan Dotson and two potential players to get later. I, I like that way to look at it. You, you, because if you beat your head against the wall and just say, Jahan Dotson at 16, eh. Now, the type of player he is, David, what I've seen on tape and what I remember watching at Penn State, and Ron tried his best to cover up. They didn't have a great quarterback. I mean, Ron was trying as nice as he could. They just didn't. I, I'm sorry. He, he, I, like, Ron can't say it the way he wanted to say it. I can. The quarterback stunk at Penn State, okay? But here's what I know about Jahan Dotson. 
he can get off the line of scrimmage, and it appears, appears that he can beat press man with quick movement, quick twitch movement at the line of scrimmage, so that if a guy, a longer corner, like a sauce gardener or somebody like that, uh, with a 6-1, 6-2, maybe even a 6-3 frame, gets their long arms, well, he's got that quick twitch shifting ability off the line of scrimmage to buy him space and to get off into his break and into his route without necessarily having the requisite size. Now, here's why I think he's going to play more in the slot in the NFL and with the Washington Commanders than he did at Penn State, where, again, he played the large majority of his snaps outside. A, his size, of course, tells you that, but B, again, in the NFL, you're dealing with faster, bigger, more explosive, more powerful, more technically sound corners, and again, they'll play a variety of different coverages, whether it's off-man, man-press, zone, all that, but I I think he is a matchup nightmare with his speed, with his route running, with his hands, with his catch radius that Ron said about 15,000 times on Thursday night. His cat, I think he's a matchup nightmare in the slot. And I'll give you one more thing. They like Curtis Samuel in the, on the outside in this offense. If you go back to Carolina, he didn't play inside in Carolina when they were there. He played outside. He came here last year when he was on the field and in training camp, he was Outside, not inside. So keep that in mind that Jahan Dotson can play outside, but he's likely the top slot receiving option now. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to order these guys in the talent that they believe they have them in. But I think what's really important, Chris, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, and now Jahan Dotson, you've got four guys that can play inside, they can play outside, yep. they can line up split, they can line up stacked in, in, a, in a double or a triple formation, whatever you want. You literally have maximum scheme versatility. So Scott Turner, uh, like it's 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 what one thirty in the morning right now, Friday morning coming into day two of the NFL draft. Scott Turner, if, I, if I'm him, I'm probably up right now drawing up plays for my for my maybe three or four the, wide receivers that I've got. Maybe he's in the building next door. We can go bring him coffee. Let's, let's what do you think? Let's you, bribe you, him you, for some insight. Yes, stuff. exactly. <laughs> All right, so those are some initial thoughts, uh, obviously, on Jahan Dotson. I, I think just summing it up, I think Washington definitely got more explosive, right? We would both agree with that. Uh, now it's up to Scott Turner again to concoct some of those schemes. And like you said, uh, you know, uh, stacks, uh, you know, sprays, the three-by-one type formations that you see so much of. And you can use guys in different spots in that three side. And you can put when Logan Thomas is back, or you can put a bigger bodied wide receiver, a Cam Sims type, as the one. And, again, you can give so many different looks, and it really then becomes hard for defenses to sort everything out in the little bit of time uh, that they have. All right, coming up next, you're going to hear from Jahan Dotson, the first-round pick of your Washington Commanders. But, guys, summer is coming, and with summer you're going to need some food on the go to take to the beach. Built Bar are the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacation, throw them in your bag, in your kid's backpack. Make sure everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures, even if you're sitting in awful traffic. The best part about Built Bar is they're healthy, they're delicious, snowboard-sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com, order right now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. Remember the muffs, uh, the 
the muffs. The puffs are protein-infused marshmallow. That means Built Bar, you can eat healthy and, again, actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried those Built Puffs yet? I'm telling you, you're going to love them. All sorts of great flavors, including the banana cream pie, my favorite. Absolutely. And all of the different Built Bars, they're always coming out with new and different and unique flavors. So you really got to check out, guys, Built.com. Get a mixed box, 12 flavors of bars and puffs. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. They're all healthy for you. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself some for your summer vacation and your summer odysseys. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back, Commanders fans, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. We are at the Inova Sports Performance Center, better known as the Commanders Team Headquarters, as we bring you this special edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Uh, don't forget to tune in again to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel on Friday night and Saturday all day for live coverage, pick by pick of the NFL draft. Now let's hear from Penn State University and new Washington Commanders rookie first round wide receiver Jahan Dotson, who met the members of the media assembled here in Ashburn, Virginia at the team headquarters. Jahan, just what was it like to uh, get that call to hear that you were coming to Washington? Uh, amazing. Honestly, I was left speechless. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it's pretty much all I've been working for all my life. So uh, I'm excited for the moment and ready to get to work. John, what were your pre-draft interactions like with Washington? Did anything stand out? Uh, to be honest, not really. I, I had one meeting with uh, Coach Terrell, the receivers coach, and that was pretty much about it. I hadn't heard anything uh, from Washington. So it was kind of a surprise to me as well as it was to you guys. So um, it is honestly a pretty cool moment. Uh, just sharing it with my family uh, back at home is awesome. Well, who had you heard more from? Were there some teams that you thought might be a, more of a possibility for you? Um, honestly, I've been hearing from a, a bunch of teams. Uh, a bunch of teams have been showing interest. There wasn't really one that stood out to me uh, too much, but uh, a lot of teams have been showing interest, and I had no idea what draft night was going to be about. Johan, do you feel like this maybe validated your decision to hang around for a senior? Or for a yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it definitely helped me out in a lot of ways. Uh, just a year ago, I was thinking about coming out and didn't know if I was going to go second, third, fourth round. So uh, knew, knowing that coming back was going to help me better my draft stock, uh, better the situation for me and my family, uh, I knew it was a no-brainer. What would you say are some of your strengths and some things you'll bring to Washington? Yeah, I would say my versatility as a receiver, uh, being able to play anywhere on the football field, just being a, a very savvy receiver, being very smart. Um, and just making some highlight plays and bringing energy to the team. Do you think you're a, an outside receiver in the NFL, or, or do you think maybe you could work inside? Yeah, I think I can do both, to be honest with you. Uh, that's one thing that I feel like is one of my biggest vers- biggest uh, traits in my game is my versatility, uh, to be able to play anywhere, be able to play inside, play outside. 
So I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity. Can't wait to see what Coach Turner has in store for me. Who, who all do you have there with you? Uh, everyone. Literally anyone you can think of. Uh, my mom, dad, uh, everyone in my family, my cousins, friends, uh, everyone. What did they talk about, uh, punt returning? I haven't, I haven't talked too much in the, uh, special teams and punt return, but, um, that opportunity is open. I would more than likely, more than gladly, uh, take, take advantage of it. Coming into the room with Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, how much do you know about those guys? I know a little bit about Terry McLaurin. Um, played in, played him in college at Ohio State. Uh, one of the most underrated receivers in the league, in my opinion. Uh, a guy that just produces every single year. Uh, you don't hear much about him. He just comes about his work every single day. So, uh, I can't wait to get to, get to work with that guy and, and really just, just learn from him. How do you think you guys can complement each other? Um, I, I feel like we complement each other very well. Uh, I feel like he's someone who, who can play inside and outside and has a lot of vers- versatility in his game. And I feel like uh, whether he's playing outside and I'm playing inside or I'm playing outside, he's playing inside, uh, we can we can complement each other like that. When you talked about coming back and raising your draft stock, why? what do you think you improved on to raise your draft stock? Um, just being a more complete receiver. Uh, that was a big thing for me coming into my senior year. Uh, just noticing the things that, that I, I wasn't doing well my junior year and, and just fixing those things and perfecting my craft. Uh, that's something that I talk about with my dad all the time is just make sure you perfect your craft, uh, be really good at the things you're good at, uh, and improve on, on the, the things that you're not good at. So uh, that, that's brought me a long way. And uh, just putting in the work every single day uh, has got me here to this moment. What were some of those little things you worked at? Um, I, w- I would say just at the line of scrimmage, uh, using my release, I mean, uh, using my hands and my releases, um, and, and pretty much just focusing on the ball. That was a big thing for me this year. Uh Having no no drops uh, was a huge thing that I wanted to accomplish, and just making sure I'm focused every single play on uh, my assignment and catching the ball, making something happen. Do you expect to go as as high as number sixteen? Uh, honestly, I, I didn't. To be honest with you, I had no idea where I was going to go tonight. Uh, I'm just happy I I got to go tonight and share this moment with uh, everyone who's here. What what was that expectation? I don't know if you talked to your agent. Maybe what, you know what were you thinking? Yeah, uh, we were we were kind of thinking uh, later first, early second. Uh, but we we honestly it it was a toss up. Uh, I, I could have went either one. So uh, I'm just happy that I got picked by by the Washington Commanders and and ready to get the work for these guys. What was that? Two more. Ron Rivera like. What was that? What was that call with Ron Rivera like? Yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it at first. Uh, I, I was basically watching the, the Suns-Pelicans game on my phone. And, um, <laughs> Coach Rivera called me, and I, I couldn't believe I was getting the phone call. Like, I already know. If, I, obviously, I had to answer it, but I didn't know when to answer it. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I had to take a step away from everyone and uh, talk to Coach Rivera, and he, he, he uh, introduced himself and said that he was really excited to have me, uh, and they were going to pick me. And I couldn't I believe it. Was watching the game kind of help? Like, did it help as the draft was going along? Like, why weren't you kind of watching the draft? Yeah, it did. It did help the draft uh, go along pretty smooth. Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm always just tuned into other things. Um, so pretty much just watching the games helped me get my mind off it a little bit. I wasn't thinking about it too much. Uh, and making sure that I was on my phone if I got a phone call. <laughs> what, what Did you recognize the number, or, or were you just willing to roll the dice and answer? 
I was I was willing to roll the dice. I didn't care who it was. It could have been President Obama calling me. Uh, I was going to answer it, uh, and I, I was ready for the call, uh, whoever it was. Is your uh, family made up of a lot of Eagles fans or Steelers fans? Uh, fans from everywhere. Eagles, Cowboys, Steelers, Giants, Commanders, uh, everyone, literally. Uh, so I, I got a bunch of fans, but they'll all be Commander fans now. You have that hat already with you? Yeah, yeah I do, actually. I, I had a bunch of them, uh, but I was happy to pick this one up. That's one of the other ones. <laughs> I had literally every team. I had every every team. <laughs> I was ready for whatever came my way. What's it like just knowing now you're you're on the cusp of getting to you know live out your dream here of uh, playing in the NFL? Yeah, uh, it's honestly a surreal moment. I, it hasn't really it's hit me, but not fully. I feel like um, it, it's crazy. I, all the hard working days that I put in to just to get to this moment, I've dreamed about it forever. Um, it, it's honestly crazy. I, I can't even put it into words right now. I'm just really excited, uh, really happy just to be in this moment right now. It's, uh, little kids dream of this moment, and a lot of people don't get to achieve it. So to be able to sit here and really, really say that I, I was the first-round pick, I'd uh, be able to play for the Washington Commanders is a dream come true. All right, that was Jahan Dotson, the Washington Commanders. First-round rookie pick, number 16 overall, thanks to Commanders PR for making him available. Reporters asking questions in that video piece. John Kime of ESPN, Ben Stanwick of The Athletic, Michael Phillips, Richmond Times-Dispatch, Stephen Wino of The Associated Press, J.P. Finley, NBC Sports Washington, 106.7 The Fan, Matt Paris of The Washington Times, Nikki Javala as well, and Sam Fortier from The Washington Post. Yours truly and David, we were standing by in the bullpen just waiting for the call to the bullpen, but the manager never came out of the dugout, so we were, we were there. We were there. Um, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this special late, late, late night, overnight edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast after the first round pick and after the big trade that the commanders made. Thanks again for making LOC. Uh, the Locked On Commanders podcast, your first listen and watch of the day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. That's right, Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback, Eric Crocker, they're doing their thing. They're bringing the NFL Draft to life every day. Inside analysis on all the prospects, NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back with more coverage when, David? Uh, uh, soon, right? Saturday night. Sure. Depending on how long it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'll have plenty of coverage. Don't we? we'll, trust us. We got this. We're professionals. We'll get it back on the bike at some point after a couple hours of sleep. If you want to hop in, your thoughts on the Jahan Dotson uh, selection, locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or call the voicemail 301 615 3577. That's 301 3577. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation. Trust me, he's writing. I, I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. Read his stuff. SI.com's Fan Nation. Uh, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Don't drive like a maniac. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 